On today's show, we discussed the possibility yesterday that the Bucks season could be on the brink of elimination. And unfortunately, now it is reality after an absolutely epic fourth quarter collapse. It was an absolute disaster. And the Bucks also uh, weren't able to withstand a playoff masterpiece from Jimmy Butler. Giannis returned, but the Bucks still lost. They're now down 3-1 in the series. Let's talk about what we just watched. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Oh, weekends during the postseason i don't know how many we've got oh, left maybe, maybe but... not, yeah maybe not that much longer can you yeah we may, not, we may not have any weekends left in the postseason but anyway you'll catch me monday to friday on this show also find my work over at espn alongside me the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast frank madden for today's episode that's brought to you by the game time app create an account use the code locked on nba for 20 bucks off your first purchase last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed uh, there is going to be a game five, 8.30 p.m. Wednesday night. You can listen to that on the SiriusXM radio app. Download the SXM app. Search for Bucks and you can listen to Dave Kane and Justin Garcia in game five. Uh, back in Milwaukee, that's at least something for the Bucks. And we do thank you for making Locked on Bucks your first watch or first listen of every single weekday because uh, we appreciate the support and we appreciate the venting that's going on from Bucks fans over the last few days. And I think it's only going to continue because... Uh, this was a disastrous game for Milwaukee, but subscribe, drop a like, drop a comment, and get involved in the show. We appreciate all your support. Now, as we can see, Frank Madden is in a car right now. Uh, he's 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 not <laughs> at home, and he's gone completely pitch black. And I just I'm glad that he just laughed, so we know that he's still here. I'm also glad that he's able to have a laugh because Frank, this game, and I know what everyone's going to want to do. Everyone's going to want to talk about this team needs wholesale changes. Bud needs to be fired, and I totally understand that. But we have got an entire offseason to talk about what's going to happen. But I, I think for tonight, we need to talk about what we saw in this game. And for three and a half quarters, you know, the Bucks were just holding the heat at bay. They were withstanding the Jimmy Butler charge. But this was just, it could not have been any worse in the final six minutes of this game. Turnovers, terrible shot selection, and uh, fouls, poor defense. It all just went to absolute crap. Well, first off, Kane, we should we should we should start this by saying that I've I this is the third place I've been trying to record this. We started in I'm I'm in a hotel tonight <laughs> with my family, yeah. so I had to leave them in the room. Um, then I tried to do it in like the uh like you know open area, and you couldn't hear me because of like background noise. I went into one of my cars, and the the connection was too bad. I switched phones. I've now tried a laptop. My other my my personal phone. I'm on my work phone now, and I switched to my other car, which is has white seats. So at least it's like a little bit more visible. Um, and my by the way, my my earbuds just stopped working. So like just it's just this feels like a fitting start to to this podcast. We just can't get it right. You're under the weather. 
um, it's Kane's flu game, but unfortunately the Bucks could not live up to it. But um, the game did not help. Let me tell you, if I thought I was feeling crap beforehand, it has not helped <laughs> after this game. It, it is, it is a battle. I mean, it's the kind of game that makes you think about your family and friends, and uh, you know, think about how silly it is that we care about what you know, strange men that we don't know do with a a, a circular round ball trying to throw it in a hoop. Right? Who cares, Kane? Who cares? Why do we care about sports? What do we care about the NBA? Um, that, that's sort of, uh, how, how my brain's been, been kind of coping. I feel like I'm coping way better with this, way better, uh, with this than, uh, than probably a lot of Bucks fans, which I don't feel good about, but, um, I don't know, but Justin was hinting at me being the negative Nelly on last night's pod. And so I'm just here to remind you, I mean, I actually take losses and disappointments pretty well. Um, especially because I, I'm definitely in the class of like, you know, I still am like, just especially watching this like honestly like does in a weird way i think there's two there's like cosmically when you think about the bucks and their contention window and what does this mean for like oh my god you know was the window closed last last spring when middleton got hurt um you know some people look at and say like, wow i can't believe the bucks you know are are on the verge of having you know one finals trip in five years with Giannis, and they've totally like underachieved I'm just like, man, you see this team out there? Like, can you believe this team won a championship? Woo! Thank God they somehow won a championship because that did not look like a team that was capable of winning a championship out there tonight. Um, you know, Giannis, again, um, I, I'm not going to, you know, throw any shade at Giannis. He obviously also had some struggles in the very late, late stages of the game as well. But to come back from the injury, we saw him favoring the back at, at various points. I mean, to drop a, a triple-double – I mean, you wasted one of the great Brooke Lopez performances you're ever going to see. The two of them together were masterful. Um, but unfortunately, you know, Jimmy Butler basically equaled however many points, 58 points, yeah. whatever, whatever Brooke and Giannis had together. Jimmy Butler literally like almost uh, almost matched it. Jimmy had almost as many points tonight as he had in the entire freaking four game sweep of the Heat two years ago, which now seems like still one of the most bizarre series ever. Um and unfortunately, I mean, again, like we saw the Bucks overcome Drew Holiday and Chris Milton having bad shooting performances and poor decision making when they won a, a championship two years ago. And for the most part, Chris offensively generally was pretty good. Um, Drew obviously was way up and down. We've offsided his worse than Eric Bledsoe true shooting numbers since coming to Milwaukee. And unfortunately, you know, those two guys couldn't make shots tonight. And didn't matter for most of the game because literally Jimmy was the only guy doing anything for Miami. But he absolutely went to another level down the stretch. And the Bucks just turned went kind of keystone cops after going up 101-89. And, you know, just some of the stuff that you alluded to. I mean, Drew Holiday, just the turnovers, like some of the shot selection from him. I mean, I can't believe he hit that one three. It looked like a terrible shot that he hit to put the Bucks back up 107-105. Um, that was a, a crazy shot to see go down. Um, but unfortunately, you know, overall, the Bucks now find themselves in a spot that is not impossible. But A, it's going to be improbable to come back from this just because winning three straight under any circumstances is not easy when you've already lost three times. You do not have the best player in the series. We always assume that's going to be Giannis, but it wasn't the case in the bubble. Jimmy outplayed Giannis in that series. Obviously, Giannis gets hurt. In this series, obviously Giannis has been a bystander up until tonight. And as good as he was tonight, Jimmy Butler is just on a different level right now. And the Heat have the best player in the series. 
and they have a 3-1 lead. The only thing they don't have is the home court advantage over the final three three games. So, yeah, I mean, this is just kind of a, a massive gut check. We thought tonight was a massive gut check. It what should have been a massive gut check. For 41 minutes, the Bucks answered the call. And for the last seven, they completely wilted. And, you know, just, again, how much of this was them giving the game away versus Jimmy Butler just taking it from them? I'd argue it was both of those things. Um, and, again, a Heat team that is, you know, like down multiple guys. They've literally got nobody else that you really trust to create offense other than Jimmy. And it just didn't matter tonight. Yeah. So a few things that I was thinking as this game was wearing on, because as you pointed to, we have seen this team on the road and in different situations and maybe not in a perfect night overall, find ways to win games. And as I was watching this game play out and I, I, Again, you weren't getting the perfect Middleton game. I've got some thoughts on him we'll get to. And then Drew, obviously, I mean, uh, all night long, some of the shots he was taking were just awful. But he continued to come up with defensive plays and he had the classic dead set steal the ball out of Butler's hands and go down the other way for transition. He was jumping in the passing lanes. Like he was doing some incredible defensive stuff. And I know Butler has 56. As you said, Butler's on a different level right now. When you say the best guy in the series, obviously I know people will jump on that because that's what they'll do. But, you know, Giannis has played, this is basically his first game in the series tonight. And and I thought Giannis was awesome, particularly as a facilitator. I don't think that we saw the aggressive Giannis that we've seen in terms of attacking the basket, because I do think he was either purposely cautious because he didn't want to be flying in the air and hitting the floor and doing all those crazy things. But he was able to use his gravity to, for just beautiful look-away passes. The pass to Brook Lopez like had me standing up. I mean, in my flu game, Nelly hit the deck, but I was standing up because it was just so beautiful. So I thought that Giannis did a lot of a, a lot of amazing things. But clearly tonight, Jimmy Butler was the player of the game. And I thought when Drew Holiday hit that crazy three that you were talking about, I thought I was having flashbacks to 2021, and I was thinking to myself. I mean, we saw Drew do this where he couldn't hit a shot all night long in Brooklyn. Then he comes up with big shot after big shot down the stretch. And I was thinking maybe he's going to do that again in this playoff game and the Bucks will find a way to get through. Um, but they didn't. I do want to talk to you about Middleton and Holiday and just some of the stuff we saw down the stretch with these turnovers because I, I just finished listening to Mike Budenholzer. He's definitely referenced a lack of composure and people want to talk about Bud. So I'll ask you if you've got any grabs with Bud uh, out of this game as well but first we'll talk about our friends over at uh game time and uh look hopefully there's a couple more home games for the bucks but if you're looking for last minute tickets game time is the place uh to buy tickets to your favorite events because it shouldn't be stressful and game time is fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports music comedy and theater near you they have flash deals and last minute tickets easy to find and buy uh, for every event in your area, and you get to see the view of your seat as well as long as uh, as well as having the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, uh, and uh, all the stuff there that's nice for uh, the buyer. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for twenty bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NBA for twenty bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed, and the Bucks fans, uh, Bucks fans are going to need uh, some support in Game Five. Uh, let's be honest here. You know what is fascinating, though, our friends over at FanDuel. I want to talk about now as well, because the NBA playoffs are getting to uh, a pretty interesting point. Not a, exactly a happy point if you're a, a Bucks fan. And as I look at FanDuel, the series odds 
for Miami and Milwaukee. Miami leading 3-1. They're minus 152. The Bucks are plus 128. I cannot believe that you can't get more value on the Milwaukee Bucks right now <laughs> after watching this series. So if you are interested in checking out the odds, don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to 1000 bucks when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. Uh, that's right, because new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to 1000 bucks If your first bet doesn't win, uh, just go to fanduel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and uh, you'll be in, in the running there. So that's uh, FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. Uh, we do thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of every weekday. Uh, we appreciate the support and we're going to appreciate the feedback tonight. So make sure you drop all your thoughts on this disaster for the Bucks in game four. I'll be scrolling through the comments and I'm going to be fascinated to see where people are at. I asked fans where the panic meter was yesterday. There was mixed results. I think everyone is going to be minimum eight out of 10 on the panic scale because it is a, a terrible uh, spot to be in if you're the Bucks, even though they are going home. Chris Milton just looked... And I don't know if this is just an Australian word, but Chris Milton looked knackered tonight, Frank. And th- that's exhausted if people are wondering. He did. He just looked like he he had no energy at all. And it, and I spoke about it on the last uh, post-game pod that you know all of a sudden you've got Duncan Robertson who just cannot miss. And Chris Milton's chasing Duncan Robertson around. He was very sloppy with the ball in hand. He didn't seem to have legs in this game. He always looks kind of tired, but he looked exhausted tonight. And this is the other concern if you're the Bucks. Not only is Giannis hobbled, Chris Middleton is getting into a zone where he hasn't ha- had to be all season long. He played 37 minutes tonight, and now you're playing every other day. So I thought Middleton's been pretty good to this point in the series, but tonight wasn't a great night, and he didn't look like he had a lot of legs left, which is just another concern to add to the pile. I was pretty surprised. Middleton had three turnovers. Drew Holiday had one. Didn't feel like that, did it? Because it felt like all Not of really. them came, came in the last six minutes. Giannis had six turnovers. He's, a, I mean, he always turns it over a lot, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, honestly, I don't know. I I mean, Chris, 14 points on 12 shots, eight assists, a steal, three turnovers, six fouls. I mean, it, it's obvious, I think, that he cannot defend Jimmy Butler. Like, there's no chance. No. Jimmy sees Chris. It, it's, you know, he's a freight train with, you know, uh, I don't know what like a mini Cooper in the, in the trolley tracks, like he's, he's just going to destroy it. Um, and I think that's, that is obviously a problem in this series. It's a problem in these playoffs. It is a problem as you think about the bucks, you know, long-term kind of roster construction and, and contending window, right? The fact that Chris just physically does not look capable of defending at a high level anymore. Um, so, but I don't know. I mean, honestly, like did Chris look more tight? <laughs> I don't even know if he did look more tired. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is this was not Chris's worst game, but the holiday shot selection was really the thing that stood out to me. And this was, again, six out of 19 for Drew, four assists, um, had three assists last game. Like, it just feels like he's had blinders on the last couple of games. And, you know, we were talking with Eric, and he made a very good point, right? Like, without Giannis, the Bucks' best players, like, when they – when they get pushed, like they don't really like fight, fight you, fight back, attack you offensively. Drew actually tries to do that. It's interesting that Drew is like so incapable of drawing free throws. He had zero free throws again tonight because he, he's like 
trying to force the issue, right? He's trying to use his physicality, which I like the fact that he's trying to use his physicality, but he also goes two for 11 on threes tonight. And a couple of, there, there was one, I think the Bucks were up 14 early in the fourth quarter. Um, and he just launched like a terrible quick corner three. And it was like, he was going for like a kill shot or something. And, you know, just one of those possessions we're going to look back and say, man, what's the deal? Like, why, you know, what, what is the logic with that? And, you know, Drew's aggressiveness offensively is, has long been a double-edged sword, right? Like he's hit some amazing shots and huge clutch shots, especially during the regular season. You mentioned, you know, kind of having a terrible game in Brooklyn in game seven and hitting um, some big shots late in that game. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, like, I think typically we've been lucky in that Chris and Drew, like at least one of them typically plays well. And, you know, Chris actually played offensively very well in the two losses coming into this game, but um, it's a problem. Right. And, and again, I think that's something that, you know, I, I mean, to me, like, we'll, we'll obviously have a lot of time to talk about like the bucks, you know, contention window and people talking about blowing it up. And it's like, I, I don't know what you're going to blow up. I mean, to me, blowing up is trading honest at this point. I think you're, I think it's worth asking the question, like, well, what, what degrees of freedom do you have? If, you know, you look at Drew's offense or Chris's defense and say that they're not good enough anymore. But to me, like the Bucks have kind of made their bed. And, you know, if you just don't want to pay Chris or if you want to get rid of Drew, um, you know, you could trade Drew Holiday. I'm, I'm sure someone would happily give you stuff for him. But like, you know, what are you going to get for him? Chris being a, uh, having the, you know, the ability to opt out. Like, I mean, it's 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 first off, I mean, part of me is still feeling like, OK, premature. Right. Like, let's wait until. Let's wait until the season's actually over before we start thinking about the off season. But, um, but yeah, I totally get it. Right. I totally get people kind of looking at, at what's been going on and questioning, like kind of, is this roster good enough? And I, you know, it's kind of funny, Kane, I don't know how you felt about it, but I had this weird sort of dichotomy coming as playoffs. Like on the one hand, like in some respects, I was never more confident in a Bucks team because they had the number one seed. They were fully healthy and, you know, had a good path kind of charted to to get at least to the conference finals against Boston. On the other hand, that loss to the to the Celtics, I just keep going back to that thing. And the way that they just got an absolutely like embarrassed and just kind of like just freaking took it, man. Like they just got roasted. And again, one game in a regular season, I mean it, it doesn't condemn anything. Like I, I you know it's easy to like look back and be like, oh well we should have known then, right? But something about that, that had, that was a really high stakes regular season game. You get very few of those and the bucks just looked cooked in that game. <laughs> and so that made me very concerned about a Boston matchup. And of course now the great irony is right now, you're not looking like you're going to get anywhere close to a Boston matchup because you got to win two more rounds to even get to that. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so I think there's, there's tons of questions that, you know, I think the Bucks would are going to have to answer regardless of how the season goes. They could win the finals. There's still going to be questions they're going to have to answer because of how many guys are going to need to be paid, extended, whatever it might be. Um, but obviously, like, you know, to 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 be setting yourself up to go out like this is, you know, hugely disappointing. And you know, we haven't talked about Bud obviously, but I mean, I didn't think there was any way that Bud was going to be have his job in jeopardy in practical terms. Um, after the season, uh, kind of, 
not so not so sure about that one anymore. Um, you know, if, if they if they lose at home in Game Five and lose this series four one, I think you got to look at this team and say like, all right, are you getting rid of the coaches? Or are you getting rid of players? Because to me, that shows that you pretty much laid down, and you know. We obviously haven't had any discussion about Bud losing the locker room this year, given how the regular season went. Um, you know, really not since the dog days of of the Net series did we really think about Bud in, in terms of just like, maybe man, maybe Bud just like these guys just aren't going to be able to do it for him. Um, so, I mean, yeah, everything's in play. I think um, within within reason, but I think certainly thinking long and hard about this coaching staff and if. You know, again, this has been a weird series, um, but that that's the way this, that's the way the sport is, right? Like weird stuff happens. And as I always say, you know, that, that there's a saying in investing, specifically short selling that the market can stay irrational longer than you can stay solvent sometimes by that meaning that, you know, you can say like, oh, well that, you know, the, the basketball clue being like, oh, well, Jimmy Butler can't, can't do this for a whole series, right? He can't shoot 40% every game for a whole series. It's only a seven-game series. Like, any, literally, anything can happen. Bryn Forbes can freaking outscore Jimmy Butler in a playoff series. Giannis can, you know, put up these massive numbers. Like, stuff stuff happens. Sometimes it makes sense. Like, when Giannis plays well, sometimes it doesn't make sense. Um, but Jimmy Butler, I mean, he's proven he can be an incredible playoff performer. And, you know, I think that was the one – that was probably the thing we didn't talk enough about after game two. Like, Bucks won game two, but they didn't have any answers for Jimmy Butler in game two either. They didn't have any answers for Jimmy Butler in game three. And, you know, whatever that was, was even worse than, than anything we'd seen previously. And, I mean, I thought Drew got up in Jimmy in the second quarter and looked like it was finally kind of tiring him out a little bit. Um, I think that's what I think that's your only hope at this point, right? And then hope that they're putting Giannis into actions because we saw Giannis also – could create doubt and Jimmy picked up his dribble a few times against Giannis and some of those things. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't envy Mike Boonholz right now. Um, he's got to be wondering a little bit about what his future looks like. And Charles Lee may be thinking, Oh, should I, should I take this Pistons job or like, huh. do it? Would I rather just take the Milwaukee job if, if Bud, you know, is the guy that falls on the sword for, for a potential first on exit. So I don't know. There's, there's obviously tons to unpack there, but, um, you know, there's there's plenty of blame to go around if you're trying to find scapegoats for being down three one. And I think you know, again, that to me, this you start with the players in a meltdown like this. You start with players, veteran players that have been through the gauntlet. We saw them win clutch game after clutch game when they hadn't won anything to win an NBA championship, and now they've done it. And you know, they do something like we saw today and just completely melt down. You know, it's it's the craziness of sports and. It sucks if you're a Bucks fan, but um, you know they they ran into just a performance from Jimmy Butler that I don't I don't know if I've ever seen a better playoff performance. Right? We talk about that KD performance in Game Six and Game Seven, um, but that this was about as impressive as I've ever seen. And uh, you know, again, like I, I hope I hope that's the best version of Jimmy Butler we're going to see because. If he if he keeps even doing what he's done in games one through you know three, um, then it's going to be really really difficult for the Bucks to to come back and, and win this series. Three straight wins they need to get out of the first round. Uh, one thing I'll never do is doubt Giannis. I mean, I, again, I thought he was he considering 
visibly playing through stuff. I thought he was pretty damn good tonight. And when the Bucks, even they were just trying to keep that that lead, Giannis just did some stuff that was just out of this world that enabled them to be there. Uh, and I understand why people are looking at the big picture stuff because even though I'm not someone that jumps to it straight away, even if the Bucks get through this series, I guess most people now are looking at it and saying, well, okay, like what? You go to game seven and you beat Miami? You know, how are we supposed to feel confident that you can beat the Knicks and then you have to get to the Celtics? So it just feels like there is such a long road ahead uh, for this Bucks team because we've had many podcasts similar to this where we thought it was all over in 2021, but at least that started in the second round. So we start, we're ramping things up a little bit here in 2023. Uh, I want to ask you about but this game though, Frank. So I want to come back to that a little bit later. There was some interesting rotation stuff. Uh, we've discussed it a little bit. So we'll get to Bud a little bit more uh, after I talk about Prize Picks, longtime sponsor of the podcast. If you're not familiar yet with Prize Picks, you pick two to six players and they score more or less than the Prize Picks projection. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. It's just you versus the projections available. Uh, if you had the Jimmy Butler over for points tonight, you're probably in the money. If you had Brooke Lopez for the over in points tonight, you're definitely in the money because 36, 36 points, as you said. Man. Unbelievable. You wasted 36 Unbelievable. Brooke Lopez. Unbelievable. And he's too big. Just keep doing it next game. That would be my recommendation <laughs> to this Bucks team. Uh, not only basketball, though, all other sports, baseball, uh, hockey, golf, college sports, uh, esports, even. So you can find it all. Motor racing here on the Price Picks app. Just download that Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. Deposit 100, they'll give you 100. Deposit 50, they'll give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. Uh, that's Price Picks. As I said, there is a game five, 8.30 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday night. Uh, go to SiriusXM, the SXM app. You can download that. Search for Bucks, and you'll find the hometown broadcast there with Dave Kane and our good friend, Justin Garcia. Mike Budenholzer's performance today. Uh, interesting just notes purely from the, the rotation standpoint. So Javon Carter doesn't play. Jay Crowder doesn't play. And we've seen Bud do this in the past, even back to 2019. When things get absolutely desperate, he's like, I don't care. I'm happy to cut guys out of the rotation. And he went with eight guys tonight. Giannis, as we mentioned, his performance, but he played 38 despite being uh, looking, you know, obviously uh, pretty sore, pretty ginger at, at times there. Is there anything down the stretch of this game that you can point your finger and say, okay, well, this was Bud? Because we saw the Bucks in, in honestly looking out of control offensively. Things to me, took a real dark turn when they got the ball to half court. Giannis, uh, I, I didn't see a good replay of it. Tried to call timeout. Somehow everyone ends up on the deck and Jimmy Butler throws down a dunk. Bud was asked about it after the game and he was just very short and sharp and said, yeah, they didn't give us a timeout. So I, I don't know what happened because I didn't see a good angle, but it was awful down a stretch. Is there anything that Bud should have done differently or was this just the players just completely running around like headless chooks? <coughs> I mean, I, you can't absolve Bud and the coaching staff from no. that type of collapse. Um, you know, like Jay Crowder was, I mean, Jay Crowder going, he's now done the full Miritich, right? Like as far as mm. being the, the big trade deadline yep. acquisition to being completely benched, right? He's two rounds ahead of where Miritich was. Miritich, I think, took until the uh, conference finals before he got benched unceremoniously. Jay Crowder only took him three games um, in the playoffs. So shout out to Jay Crowder. Um, 
you know, a lot, a lot obviously was made of, of him and kind of his importance. And I mean, what did he do in the first three games? Didn't look like he could defend Jimmy Butler. Didn't look like he could make any difference defensively. Didn't look like he could bring anything offensively. Um, I mean, the idea that you're just going to start playing Jay Crowder and Jay Crowder is going to be the answer to like the Jimmy Butler problem just seems like <laughs> out of touch with the, the, the reality of what Jay Crowder is right now. Um, is he as bad as what we've seen in this series? I don't think so, but um, you know, you don't really have time to give a long leash to Jay Crowder right now. Unfortunately, Pat Connaughton, who obviously had played well the past couple of games in terms of hitting shots goes one of six from three today. Right. And if, you know, he makes one or two of those, um, had a, had some really wide open looks, you know, maybe you get a different result. Um, and other than that, I mean, Bobby Portis didn't play much at all, which, you know, I'm not going to sit here and complain about, we know Bobby's a defensive liability and, you know, if he's not scoring a lot, then obviously it's harder to, to kind of make things work. And, um, with Giannis and Brooke playing the way they were on both ends, you know, kind of hard to, to complain out too much. And, you know, again, does Javon Carter make a big difference? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time looking at, I mean, this is the problem. Is Bucks have a ton of guys who are, you know, solid depth pieces, but, you know, as far as, Who's who deserves to play in these kind of like you know when it's absolute like must win territory? Um, unfortunately, like um, rotation wise, oh no, we've lost Frank. The car, the car reception is gone there. But I think the point he was making. Am I? Am I? Am I? Am... You might be back. You might be back. back. We're getting some spotty connection. Here. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, anyway, th- this is, I think, the basketball gods telling us to maybe stop thinking about this game. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it's uh, how do you get Chris Middleton, you know, on track? Like, we saw Giannis had the ball in his hands a lot tonight. You know, is there more they can do with Giannis as a roller? Um, obviously, what they did with Brooke being a roller worked extremely well. So um, I was happy to see that. But um, I think it's obvious question would just be, like, how do you get more from, from Chris and Andrew Holiday? But on a game like this, like, why would you want to give them the ball more? They didn't, you know, they, they played so poorly. Like, it's it's tough. So, um, I don't know. And defensively, I mean, I think, I think honestly, I think Drew Holiday is just going to have to really, like, go full Drew Holiday pressuring Jimmy Butler every time he has the ball. We saw that at, at various points. Um, and then, obviously, switch Giannis when you have that. I think, you know, at least you forced a lot of tougher shots when Giannis was switched on to him, even if it didn't always prevent Jimmy from getting, getting buckets. But – um, I don't know. Will we see them just outright blitz Jimmy you know, <laughs> when games really matter? Maybe, but we've seen the Heat knock down open threes too. So it's not like this is the Bulls last year where they could just sit on DeRozan and you just knew that the Bulls were going to miss shots. So no easy answers. But again, you look at that Heat lineup, it's like, really? Can't beat these guys? All right. I think uh, another number, and uh, I think you're right. I think it's time to wrap this up. We're still got another podcast tomorrow. We're going to get through, by the way, for the everydayers that are still stomaching the Locked On Bucks podcast on a daily basis. We'll have another show tomorrow. But the other number that stands out, I know we briefly you know, referenced the, the free throw stuff, but 18 free throw attempts for Butler and only four for Giannis. Again, I, I do think that Giannis... I, 
he looked like he was willing to take the ball to the basket. He had some beautiful Euro steps and finishes there. Obviously, some big dunks, but, uh, you know, four free throws to 18 for Butler. Um, that's not an equation that is is typically going to help the Bucks offensively as well. Normally, you can mark him down in a playoff game for, you know, 12 free throws. So that that's obviously something else to watch here because we've spoken about the Bucks struggling to get to the free throw line. They actually got 20 attempts tonight, um, but that that's a... Tough equation for this team to overcome if Giannis is only getting to the free throw line four times. I mean, it's crazy looking at the shot distribution tonight. Miami was nine for 19 at the rim. I mean, Brooke Lopez, just some incredible defensive plays at the rim. Um, but unfortunately, Miami was eight of nine on long twos, mainly Jimmy, 21 out of 36 on mid rangers overall, and, you know, shot 40% from three, 13 out of 32 versus 13 of 40 for the Bucks. Turnovers were actually pretty even. Unfortunately, all the Bucks turnovers seem to come late in the game. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, you know, I'm not sure what else to say about this one. I think it's going to be a long couple days for the Bucks, and I think um, I, I would say my prediction at this point would be the Heat win in six. Um, I think Miami, you know, up three one going on the road. <laughs> you hope that you know the normal psychology as we saw in game two like the road team is like ah we got them coming back game six like you know role players don't play quite as out of their minds on the road um that you can get back on track and hopefully the bucks take yet yet another gut check and actually show up for this one um in game five and you know everybody's gonna say it it's one game at a time at this point but it was coming into this game too so um so we'll see i mean i would i would certainly favor the bucks in in game five but um, you know, to kind of be staring on the gun down the barrel. I mean, it's that game six um, obviously is going to be really difficult. And psychologically, I think that's the big thing right now is just, you know, can the Bucks do anything to, to get Jimmy playing like a normal human being again? Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. We, we, we've not, I mean, the Bucks are not a team that likes to just you know, double a guy to hell and force other guys to, to make, you know, give other guys wide open jump shots. But um all you can do is continue to try different stuff. So, so we'll see, but, but obviously we talked about Drew Holiday, not really being able to bother Jimmy, especially inside the arc once he actually gets to his spots. Um, and that certainly happened today. Also, I would say too, like how many of those Jimmy Butler free throws came in the last like minute? Like it felt like he probably had like yeah, six free throws, you know, late. So yeah. but the numbers probably got, got exaggerated a little bit through that, but, um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, Giannis obviously is not, you know, we saw him, we saw it's sort of seems like when he was really attacking, like I felt like his movement looked, looked quite good. Um, yeah. There were some moments when he was like running up on defense where it looked like he was maybe feeling it a little bit. Um, we saw him grimace at various points um, that, you know, he was feeling it, um, but it was interesting. I mean, they didn't just like park him in the corner and, you know, or have to put him on the bench. I mean, he was quarterbacking the offense, you know, through much of that fourth quarter and it worked up until it didn't, you know? So um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of how they, uh, how they manage him. You just hope that, I mean, if you could get this version of Giannis physically, the rest of the series, you probably take that at this point, just because of the risk of re-injury and things like that. Like, I don't know. I'm not saying this is definitely not hundred percent Giannis, but, um, you know, it was an impressive night for him coming back and being able to do what, what he was able to do, uh, on both ends. And he's obviously such a difference maker that, um, you know, you normally would like your chances, but, um, I don't know. Was it? 
Kane, do you remember, was it game two of the bubble series where the Bucks blew a huge fourth quarter lead? I can't remember if it was game two or game three. Um, but definitely had some shades of that tonight, just as far as like the sucker punch type of loss that this was. But um, we'll, we'll see how they react. They've only got, you know, I wish that, I don't know. Do you wish there was three, there was a couple days off before this, or are you kind of just happy to get, maybe get this over with and play another game? Cause I'm, I'm kind of going both ways. If not for the Giannis injury concern, I'd probably just say like, let's play tomorrow. <laughs> but, um, but I don't know. We'll see. It's uh, it is going to be a fascinating, um, fascinating matchup when these teams play again on Wednesday, just to see how they come out. And um, does Miami look a little bit content to, um, you know, maybe not have the urgency to, to close out or do the Bucks roll over. Um, obviously, we hope they don't roll over, uh, but it's uh, it's a long way to go right now. Yeah, I'm ready for game five. Let's uh, either lose and uh, move on with the offseason or <laughs> win and uh, just open up the uh, the hope of possibility here for the rest of the series. Uh, the Bucks have to win three in a row. Pretty simple equation. No more room for error in this first round series against the Heat. We are going to have a show tomorrow. We'll try and get a different perspective on the podcast as we always try to do and see what everyone else is saying about the Milwaukee Bucks right now because I dare say there are some fans of some other teams in the East that are thinking, okay, now things are starting to open up for us. So the Bucks are in big, big trouble, um, but Locked On Bucks will be with you for the rest of the week and then, of course, Game 5 on Wednesday night and hopefully not the post game, last post-game show of the season. Let's wrap it up. I've got to go to bed, Frank. Honestly, I... I... I'm like a typical. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a typical guy. I, I don't get sick often, and when I get sick, it's, it's drastic times over here. So I, I, I got to go rest. I'm gonna get this podcast up, and go to bed. You, right, I'm gonna get out. I'm get, gonna get. I'm gonna get out of my car, maybe do a little bit of work, and then go to a hotel room and um, try not to wake up a five year old sleeping in there. All right. All the best with that. Uh, all the best to all our listeners as well. I hope you're handling this well. But uh, drop a comment, a like, and subscribe, and all those things, and help us out. <laughs> We appreciate it. If you're, if you're listening to us talk about this, like you, you probably are not here. Well, That's true. That uh, true. You know, think about your loved ones. That's all I can say. Think about your loved ones. Think about uh, your hobbies that are not that don't involve basketball. That would be my recommendation here to emotionally get through this week. We'll speak to you all tomorrow.